0: Today is Christmas Day. We celebrate the birth of Christ. We celebrate the, the gift that God has given to us. So I want to share with you about the day my king is, was born and, uh, and, and share a bit about the goodness of God. Uh, when I grew up, I, uh, I went to a traditional church and uh, I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. So the services would be very much um, be quite dry and everybody would be watching one another. And as a child growing up, I was like, you know, thinking back now, I I had the sense that, you know, there wasn't much of a party happening. This was, there was serious stuff and, and God looks angry. (laughs) Don't know if you've ever experienced that, just like that sense that someone's angry somewhere, you know? And so you like sitting quietly and you just don't do something out of place because, uh, you know and, and if it's it's sunday and sunday is the one day you should be not naughty and etc but it didn't feel like a party it didn't feel like there was a celebration it didn't feel like there were any 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 good things really happening you going through the motions and trying to please the big angry guy up there up, upstairs and uh wasn't much of a party but i realized that was that that is not the real deal that is not what it's about you see There's the God this day, this Christmas day, it's a celebration. And the kingdom of God, there's one massive party that God is throwing in heaven, and He's opening the doors to everybody and saying, Hey, come. That's why Jesus came. He came to open the door to reveal who God the Father truly is. And to and to say, Guys, come join the party. Come, come and celebrate, come and be part. Of this incredible, incredible thing. You see, if you, if, you, if you go read the first part of, say, Luke and Matthew, especially Luke, it says there, there was the shepherds in the, in, the, in the pastures when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And these angels appeared, this whole army of angels appeared and proclaimed good news, good news to you and to all the world. For this day, there's a Savior born in Bethlehem. Good news. Joyous news to everybody. You know, but when I think about, you know, so the angels were singing and they were excited. They were declaring this incredible celebration. But when I think about religion, what's the first thought that comes into your mind when you think religion? Probably not the word party. True. Probably not Celebration. And, and I think that's what, what, you know, God is wanting us to celebrate what he has done. But he also wants to celebrate your life and my life. You know what the enemy has done? He's come to spoil the party. The enemy's come to spoil the party. How does he do it? He uses dead religion. Dead religion. Empty. It's just form, but without substance. It's going through the motions of trying to please someone that is unpleasable. That's dead religion. It's, never, it's unpleasable, this somebody out there just feels like it's never good enough, never enough. Even I get 98% on my exam, it's still not enough, I'm missing too. Like an angry, angry dad, you know, like an angry, not like a dad, like a father, but a, you know, pointing of the finger. And I think that's all that Israel truly knew until Jesus came things changed. Things changed. I want to share with you this morning. I want, I want, if maybe you've experienced religion like that, always feeling I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I've not done enough. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not cutting it. I've got good news for you this morning. In Jesus, you cut it. In Jesus, you are more than good enough. In Jesus, the father is celebrating you. So that's what I want to, I want to share with you about how to step into that place of celebration. So I just want to pray for us and then and Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the real deal, real life. Jesus, you said, I've come to give life and life in abundance. God, we welcome you here. Lord, come, open our eyes to enter into the celebration that this day represents. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus, that died for us, that gave his life for us. Lord, release your life over every heart this morning. Open our eyes to see how good you really are in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, so this is sort of the trick of the enemy. And, 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 the, and the plan is to keep me and you away from God. You see, the, the plan of religion that the enemy has designed, dead religion, is to distort the image of God. To see him as an angry dad that's like, you know... Never enough, not good enough. And I believe there's so many Christians that live under that yoke. When we approach God, when we maybe leave church or come to church or when we want to read our Bibles or pray or it's like so you have this sense I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing enough and I've done so many wrong things and I'm sure he's upset. I'm sure the big man's upset. I'm sure, I'm sure he's, not, he's not going to receive me as I am. Not me, maybe the other guy, maybe the other lady, maybe maybe someone else who's living a perfect life or a holy life, but not me, you know. And I've battled with this for so many years, just this sense of not doing enough. You're not working enough. You're not earning it and you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not cutting it. And that leaves one wanting to turn away from God. And I believe that's what the enemy has done to you know, dead religion is in Matthew 23. It speaks about this, where Jesus spoke to the Pharisees and he said to them, For, for they, blind, they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders. Heavy burdens. That's, that's, that's dead religion. Heavy burdens placed upon our shoulders. Heavy burdens of, of, of things that we need to carry and try and be that we can't be. Dead religion piles on the guilt. Dead religion piles on the guilt. I know the devil loves it. He loves dead, empty, dry religion without life. But Jesus has come to give life. You see, dead religion is do. Do more. Do more. Work more. You've not done enough. You've not been holy enough. You've not been good enough. Do more. Christianity is done through Jesus Christ. It is done. Can you say it? Say done. Done. It's done. Done. I want to give you good news. That's what Jesus came—the gospel. In its essence, is good news. It is done. It is done on your behalf. It is done so that you can be set free. It is done. It is done. It is done. It is done. It's no longer due to try and make yourself right. But I, I believe this. This picture. How do you see God? How do you see? God the Father, because he's revealed in the scriptures as a father. And Jesus, as w- walking on the earth, had this intimate relationship with his dad. He was often speaking to his father and about his father. How do you see God? Because how you see him will define how you live. If you see him as this angry, angry man, angry, never satisfied man, father, then you're not going to have a party, eh? You're just going to try and work hard. But if you see him as a loving father that celebrates you, is excited about you, he just want to be with you. Just think, thinking again this morning, my son, Vian, he came into my, my office and he was just sitting on my, on my lap and just lying on me and, and he was just fiddling with my arm. And it was just again for me, just such a moment, but I, everything within my father's heart is, I so want you to experience love. I so want you to experience my affirmation. I so want you, my boy, I so want you to discover all your potential. You see, as, as Vian's dad, I am not blessed when he is insecure. I am not blessed when, he, when his life falls apart, when, he, when he, he doubts himself, when he's afraid, when he, he, he blames himself and he's angry with himself. And, and it doesn't bless me, it doesn't represent me well. My son must be confident. My son must believe he 's the best. My son must realize how loved he is by his mom and dad, how we affirm him, believe in him, back him doesn 't matter what he 's done, doesn 't matter how many failures he 's committed doesn 't matter what's, what, what what the past looks like it 's my boy he 's my boy, and I, I want to say to you this morning, you have a heavenly Father. Who celebrates you, who loves you, who wants you to be confident and guilt-free and shame-free and condemnation-free and full of joy and full of peace and full of life. You see, but when, when, when his image gets distorted, when we start seeing him as this angry man, we tend to back away, tend to back away, we tend to, we tend to fall into that trap where the, the party gets killed. And the guilt gets piled on and the shame gets piled on and the confidence goes out the door and, and we, we doubt ourselves. You have a loving father. You have a loving father who so wants you to realize how much he loves you. You have a loving Father who wants to pour out His goodness upon you. You have a loving Father that does not get glorified when you doubt yourself and you're filled with guilt and shame and you feel like such a bad person and you feel like a sinner and you feel like I'm just not cutting it. He's not glorified. He's not glorified when you're in that space. So I want to take off that this morning. I want to take off any guilt that you might be experiencing in your life or shame or doubt. But look look at this, Matthew, uh, John chapter 3, verse 16, 17, well-known verse, well-known verse. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For God so loved, the word means agapeo, it means unconquerable benevolence, unstoppable goodness, the word love. It's like, it doesn't matter what you are doing, I know what I'm doing, God says, I'm going to love you, I'm going to pursue you. It's, it's, I only have the, the best plan for you. That's what the word means. Only the highest good for mankind. That is the Father's heart. I want to love the world. I want to show the world how much I love the world. So I'm going to give my own son. I don't know about you, any, every parent here in the place, in the house. Would you give your child for a random stranger? Would you sacrifice his life, her life? I don't think I'm going to give my son for someone else. But God the Father so loved, so loved that he sent his son Jesus. Jesus said, Father, I'll go for their sake. I'll go. And Jesus was born and the path of redemption was played out. He came to be like us, one of us. Imagine this for a moment. I had this revelation a week or two ago. I was like, think about this moment. Your body is just a shell. Your soul is inside here. Your soul is 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 telling your hand to do that. Your soul is telling your eyes, look, your, your, your body is just a house for a season. Just a house. And so God himself came and him, the fullness of God, was birthed into human shell, human flesh, biological machine for a season so that Jesus, God the Son, could experience our pain. Everything we go through. Disappointments of Someone that dies. Pain of of life. And then in the end, the cross where Jesus experienced all of that hell for one reason. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. I don't know what religion has told you over the years, but I want to tell you the truth is God loves you more than you can imagine. The Father loves you passionately more than you can imagine. Let's say it. He loves me. (laughs) He loves you. He loves you so much. But it says that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever, the door is open. Jesus opened the door for everybody. doesn't matter how much things, you, wrong stuff you've done, how much sin there's been in your life. Or maybe you say, well, I'm not a very religious person. It's okay. The door's open to you too. It's open. It's open to you. And then this is so powerful. Verse 17. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. In other words, God the Father didn't send Jesus like, Jesus, go and tell them everything that's wrong with Him. Go and tell them. Go and criticize them. Go and disapprove of them. Break them down. Tell them how upset I am with them. Condemn them. No. He, he sent the Son not to condemn not to criticize not to disapprove not to say how bad we are but to save but to save and for some of us sometimes i think obviously for everybody but for some of us we might just be hearing voices that condemn us the whole time that not good enough not good enough not good enough you're not shaping up that is not the voice of god that is not the voice of a loving father he says, if for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The gift of Christ, Christmas, is Christ Himself. The gift of Christmas is Christ Himself. He is the gift to the world. Jesus came to condemn condemnation. Jesus came to condemn condemnation. Listen to this. Jesus came, allows us to condemn sin, not man. He came to condemn condemnation. He came to condemn the voices that tells us there's an angry God in heaven. He came to condemn those voices. What is condemnation? Condemnation defined, it's a statement or expression of very strong and definite criticism or disapproval. That's condemnation. A statement or expression of very strong and definite criticism or disapproval. Telling you, criticizing you, disapproval. There's two words, condemnation is defined by criticism and disapproval. Criticism like fault finding, continuous unending criticism. This voice saying, no, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. Disapproval, only perfection can satisfy. Jesus came to silence the voice of condemnation in your life, in your life, in your life. He came to silence the voice of condemnation. That criticizes you. He came to silence the voice of disapproval. He came to say, be quiet. Let me show you who the Father truly is. He loves you. He believes in you. He backs you. No one can stand in his holiness, yes. But Jesus can and Jesus did. Jesus came to make us right with God. So think about this for a moment. Condemnation is like this. You're in prison. You're in darkness. The voice comes. The voice says to you, you're in jail, buddy. You are in darkness. And by the way, you are darkness. That's condemnation. No hope. You are the problem. There's something wrong, inherently wrong with you. There's no way out. But conviction is, hey, it's, you're in that same scenario, jail, darkness. But the father himself comes. Your loving dad comes and says, my boy, you're in darkness. Good news. There's the door out. Come. I'll walk you out. I'm with you, I'm for you, I love you, I back you. Come, walk with me. I'll lead you out. You see, but the enemy wants to accuse us. You are the problem. That's dead religion. That is the scheme of dead religion, always telling us why we're not good enough. Well, God has come to tell you why you are good enough in Jesus, because Jesus paid the price for all of us. Conviction is basically there's there's a better way. You know, a loving father comes to you and says, My boy... You have my DNA, and that is pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. Like, Vian, you're a Kruger. <laughs> you're part of this family. You're my son. You have my DNA. You are pretty awesome. Because you're my child. And that's what the Father wants to say to you this morning. You are pretty awesome in Him. In Him. Amen. You are pretty awesome in Jesus. The moment you call upon his name, his perfection is given to you. Look at this, Romans 8 verse 1. It says, so now, say now, now there is no condemnation, criticism, disapproval. There is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. You see, condemnation or no condemnation isn't only the absence of condemnation. It is the presence of a loving father celebrating your life. No condemnation isn't just quieting the negative voice. It's turning on the positive voice, the good voice, the voice that celebrates you and says you are wonderful. You are awesome. You are glorious. You are good. You're my child. Look at this quote, Smith Wigglesworth quote of finishing in a moment. He said, you must come. To see how wonderful you are in God. And how helpless you are in yourself. Isn't that beautiful? You must come to see how wonderful you are in God. And how helpless you are in yourself. How wonderful you are in Him. How wonderful you are in Him. Look at the Zephaniah 3.17. Speaks about the, this, this wonderful God that's come to celebrate us. This loving father. You know, I've seen it with my son, Vian. It means to him so much my voice. So last night as a family, uh, we were worshiping together and then talking a little bit about why Jesus came. And, 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 and Vian, I could see it every time. I was, we were worshiping like words on the television and, and worshiping. And I was, every now and again, I was looking at him. And when he could see that, I was looking at him. He was like, yeah, my dad's watching me. My dad's watching me. And he's like, I know dad loves it when I worship, so I'm going to worship. It's so, it's so, I, I know my, I, I can make or break my child. Our heavenly father's opinion matters a hundred times more. A hundred times more. Maybe you haven't had a dad that celebrated you, then God the father's love is more than enough. But if you are a dad or a mom, celebrate your child. Reveal to your child who God the father truly is. He loves you. He believes in you. He celebrates you. Our opinions matter. Now look at this. God, the Father's opinion in our lives matter. It says the Lord God, the Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one will save. Save us from our sin. Save us from destruction. He will rejoice over you with gladness. Say rejoice. He will quiet you with his love. That means he will still your fears. And he will rejoice over you with singing. God the Father is throwing a party on your behalf. He wants to celebrate you. He wants to celebrate who you are. He wants to celebrate his love for you. He wants to dance over you, sing over you. He wants to still every worry, every fear you might have for 2017. He wants to bring peace to your soul. And he wants to say to you, you're my child. I back you. I believe in you celebrate you you are wonderful in me you are wonderful in christ you're helpless without me yes but you are wonderful you are wonderful in me and so this is the free gift this is the the christmas party that jesus is throwing that god the father is throwing right now he's having like wide open door open door for everybody say hey come there's a party there's a celebration come but you need to bring a gift too you need to bring your stuff You need to bring your shame, your guilt, your insecurities, your condemnation, all your stuff. Come and give it to me and I'm going to give you my free gift of approval, of celebration, of love, of freedom in me. Amen. Sounds like a good Christmas party that. God is throwing a party and he's inviting you to come. Give him your stuff and he's going to give to you his goodness. There's this exchange. The last verse I want to read. Colossians 1, 21 To 22. It says, this includes you. Maybe you're thinking that's not me. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemy, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. And as a result, he has brought you into his own presence. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Now that's a good news verse. That's a good news verse. It doesn't say because you're living a perfect life. It doesn't say because you're doing everything right. It doesn't say because you've been born perfect. It is because you placed your trust in Jesus. He says he has brought you into his presence. So you were far away from Him. You and I were far away from Him. So far God the Father sent His Son to be born, to come to earth, so that He may bring us into His presence. For what? So He can celebrate you. So He can tell you how wonderful you are in Him. So that He can dance over you, rejoice over you, and love upon you. That's why He's bringing you into His presence. Jesus was born to bring God to man. But Jesus was crucified to bring man to God. Amen. Jesus was born to bring God to man. But Jesus was crucified to bring man to God. To bring us into his presence. So that we can know his amazing love, his approval, and his celebration. Where it says there, so for now, you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. For this... Simple thing of putting your trust in Jesus. saying, Lord Jesus, I trust in you for what you have done and how you have died for my sins on that cross. And I know I will never make it. I'll never cut it. I'll never be good enough in myself. But you have made me good enough. Your perfection has been imparted to me. Now I can stand freely before my heavenly father experiencing it without a single fault. Without a single fault. Without a single fault. Because Jesus has made the way. That is the, Christ- that is the gift. That is this gift. Jesus is the gift to the world. And what is this gift he's brought to us is that you and I can stand before God the Father without a single fault. Only knowing approval and celebration and no longer guilt and condemnation and shame. Irrespective of our past. Irrespective of our performance. This is good news. Condemnation tells you there's something wrong with you. Conviction is, hey, there's a better way. Let me follow Jesus. (laughs) Let me follow Jesus. So I want to remind you today, you have a loving father in heaven. He is so good and he loves you so much. Don't allow condemnation to pull you away. You see, condemnation disconnects us from God. Condemnation pulls us down. Condemnation causes us to walk away. Conviction draws us back. When we realize he loves me, it doesn't matter what I've done. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. He loves you. He's a good father. He celebrates you. All he wants you to do is to realize how much he loves you so that you can reveal his image. He is not glorified. When you doubt yourself, when you pull yourself down, when you break yourself down, God wants to lift you up. Amen. So there is a party in heaven happening right now. And this party is that you and I are uncondemnable in Jesus Christ. Uncondemnable. Jesus came to condemn condemnation. Amen. And so I want to pray. This is my prayer for every one of us. That every voice that distorts the image of God would be silenced. Every voice that wants to pull you away from this loving good God will be silenced. And that the voice of the true Father will be activated awakened in our hearts and lives that we may run to god amen please stand with me i don't know about you but that is good good news to me so renounce silence the voices the emotions anything that wants to pull you away from god and let's turn on the voice of our loving father hallelujah father god we thank you lord Father, we thank you. Father, thank you for the for who you truly are. Lord, this morning we want to renounce the voice, the impression that dead religion has given to us of who you are. You are good. You are love. And Lord, right now, Father, we pray for every one of us here in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that we would join the celebration in heaven. Lord, we pray that every one of us would enter, would join in the celebration in heaven the celebration of the greatness of god and then the celebration of who each and every one of us are in jesus so lord right now god we renounce we cancel we silence we speak even as jesus has come to condemn condemnation lord we silence those voices that wants to pull us away from you we turn on the voice of God, the Holy Spirit that says, you're loved, you're my child, doesn't matter the past, I love you, I celebrate you, you have my DNA, and you are awesome, you are wonderful in me, Father, we release this truth over every heart and every mind here this morning. In Jesus' name. Just as our eyes are closed, I'm not going to call you forward, but I just want you to respond. That if you maybe have strayed, if you've strayed in your relationship with God, or maybe you've never known this good father, but you want to, you want to then I just want to ask you to quickly raise your hand and say I want to know this good father I want to know the freedom of no condemnation no guilt freedom if that is you just raise your hand just say to God God that's me I want to know you I want to know you I want to know this loving father I want to be guilt free shame free I want to know you Father we thank you for this this morning in Jesus name Thank you, God. Freedom to every heart. Freedom to every life. Lord, may we see who you are and how good you are. Fresh revelation of how good our Heavenly Father is. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. praise God Amen Amen So this is the day that my king was born your king was born it's a time to celebrate and so I just want you to have amazing time with your families parents remember to celebrate your children and for every one of us to remember that God the Father is celebrating you today and every day. Amen.